Welcome to Tales from the Old World, a Warhammer fantasy podcast. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Tales from the Old World podcast, where we talk all things Warhammer fantasy. Um, but we're really concentrating recently on different races of how to play them and how to beat them, more importantly for most of us. Um, and this week we're concentrating on Skaven. I'm going to be talking with my mate Ed Howden, who's um, a real good Skaven player. And we had a game recently and he was good enough to not do the typical Skaven tournament army he actually had a good mix of all the units the skaven could possibly have because i haven't actually played them a lot so i always played them at tournaments when they were quite rough army lists so he showed me more of the units and also we talked through what to expect um the randomness of skaven in terms of kind of what they can do so much damage but they could also do so much damage on themselves which units tend to be good against different armies we talk about their magic items and their magic um the swarms, the different monsters we got, the artillery. Um, so if you've if you're a Skaven army who needs a bit more advice, or if you're just coming up against the sneaky rat bastards and not actually doing quite well against them, um, then this is a real good listen. So uh, without any further ado, let's get into it. Today we're going to be talking about Skaven, um, but the great before- under empire. The, the the brave honorable honorable race that escapes yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. do you wanna do, should we just start with your background in the hobby how long you've been playing how'd you get why'd you get into it because you remember your first memories of getting into it yeah absolutely um so i've been into the hobby for absolutely ages um you know fire had been a fairly good thing electricity was all the rage at the time uh and then all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> uh, um i discovered um through my best mate his older brother started collecting and the first thing i ever saw was the marauder giant oh um, yeah yeah, yeah. he done an awesome awesome diorama with a, a marauder giant um and i just mm. immediately was like wow what is this um and he had all the old boxes on his walls all the paint set boxes and everything got and it, it like from that moment i was just absolutely captivated and obviously 10 year old me doesn't really get it you know but coincidentally that's around about the time when you got space crusade and hero quest so mm, a lot it was, of it it was hero quest for me that was definitely that's what yeah that's, that's why i have a female army it's literally just because that was my favorite model in hero quest in that's, the, 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 whole that's thing. the only reason yeah sorry it but, was um, great so yeah that's what that's what kicked me off so i got through I got through that way, um, played a lot of Warhammer. Well, I played a lot, but I played at a lot of Warhammer because the rules were very different, quite complex back then. Um, mm. Played a few games, but it just developed over the years. What edition um, was it when you, you, you... I think we were on fourth edition at the time. Um, That's what I saw. Maybe even third. Yeah, so I remember it going into fifth edition. Um, mm. You know, you had extra box sets with magical upgrades and cards and you know the the, the battle the bat i still have the battle magic box it's like i'm so yeah. gutted that i've only got like i know a couple of guys who still play fourth and fifth just want to use that i'm so gutted that i just can't use it for six or when it's so but... yeah and you had second edition 40k that had the same stuff and mm. you know you had you had the actual cards to represent your spells that you had out that certainly yeah. didn't have the corners bent of all the really really powerful spells, so you could randomly pick those from a. <laughs> oh, it was, wasn't it? It was like pick a card, any well, card, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so I I got in I got into that, but for me it was the models. The models pulled me in. Um, the more I found out about the game, I, the more I got into it. But the whole the background, the worlds, the settings, Warhammer just spoke to me. You know, it was mm. that whole. I was reading Lord of the Rings at nine. Yeah, and you know th- this just fit in, and this whole fantasy world was just you know just wonderful and and never ending. Um, if and it, that for it, me it, led to. It, it always felt a bit more naughty. Do you know, like when you were that 11, ten or eleven or something, it just felt it's like Lord of the Rings, but yeah, but adult. Yeah, this was more adult. Yeah, it's, it's clearly a lot of people have a go at Warhammer for being so grim dark. But yeah, did you ever hear? Do you ever notice this? I haven't really talked about this to anyone. It's only in the last few years I've started hearing this word grim dark in in novels. But but and I was always thinking, I'm sure in the nineties Warhammer was. <laughs> doing that do you know what I mean I'm not saying Warhammer started it but and there's other novels but there seems to be like a load of them now that's like a grim dark uh, yeah I think cat- it's because category. it's but Warhammer was that yeah I, I think it's because it's as with everything your, your games workshops kind of made it famous so they've lent into the grim dark future yeah. so everybody knows that that tagline uh, and then when everyone starts painting in a grim dark painting style and all of a sudden youtubers are talking about that left right and center on yeah, their yeah. painting channels and then that's it that's the new catchword that's the new buzzword like mm. i hate the term slap chop it's a technique that's been around for ages but it's now famous <laughs> and it'll be a thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um so I know because you 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 play a bunch of guys, so you you know you're a pretty expert dwarf player things like that, which we're definitely going to talk about before. But I am I, the I, moth. I wanted to. Talk I will about fit Sk- from one army to another. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to talk about Skaven because I'm just fascinated. I'm fascinated by Skaven armies because I still have a. I'm sure I sent you a picture. I still have a kind of an unpainted Skaven army in one of my shelves, but it just seems a, yep. a, a very. Do you know what I mean? I need a, a spare few months to, and a lot of brown to get paint done. Yeah. to paint the bloody thing. Um, so, so why did you think first of all get into why was Skaven? Did you think this is going to be one of your armies? And what would you um, say? What, what, what's, what's the real, the real like so reason for me? Back getting into the back when I got into the hobby, um, I remember the Skaven releases coming up, and they were just I, I'd kind of collected Empire and Dwarves before that. Um, mm. And then some Skaven models got released. So I remember the release of the the special characters. You know, you had um, Thankwell and Bone Ripper and Death yeah. Master Snicked. And Snicked especially was just such a beautiful model. Um, I, still, I, these, still prefer the, I still prefer the old metal model compared to the newer ones where it's like close. I have both. But I but love yeah, the, the I, metal old ones. I love that one. Oh, cool. gorgeous. Yeah. And the, those sculpts still stand up now. Yeah, um, definitely. absolutely. You could put those on a table and they do not look out of place. It's the, well, the, um, four, well, the four lords that I'd still say stand up great. It's, it's, it's uh, head, you've got death head, taker, head taker looks great with his, with his back, but with yep. the skulls on his back rather than, I mean, yeah, it goes up like taker. a fan, doesn't it? Rather than straight down it does, like yeah. the later ones, which I preferred that because it was kind of like a banner. Yes, uh, it was uh, Lord Scrolk and Ithaclaw. I think yeah. really stand up great. It was such a good range that that period that when it was coming out. Um, yeah, sorry. I, I mean, Ikit Claw is like I've got both editions of that model, and mm. I still prefer the original 1990s version. It's one where in his, his standards kind of like leaning a bit, isn't it? It's kind of like sideways, so his banner comes yeah. to his side, but yeah, no, they're 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 to me that's peak games workshop quality do you know what i mean well yeah absolutely 
because I'm a six player, obviously now, and but it was still the nostalgia for me is fourth and fifth, just because that's what. Yeah. And I would still love the metal, the weight, the <laughs> quad, do you know what I mean? That kind of it. It feels Definitely. expensive, where the plastic ones just don't. You know what I mean? So uh, that's why you kind of think, oh, I might as well just 3D print it because at least if it breaks, I can just print another one and not have, <laughs> not have to buy a box set just to get that bloody one thing again. Definitely. Um, but but so, the, yeah, the... so so what in particular yeah. was the Skaven and then the park? Was it just how they looked? So the, was it the I mean, the thing that really was got it... me was the, the Doom Wheel. The Doom Wheel was yeah. so unlike everything you'd ever seen before. And the Screaming Bell, yeah, they just, it really stood out compared to everything else that, that everybody had. And then obviously, you know, you read the lore in the background and they are just this, I mean, I know they've lent more into the comedy aspect of them um, over the years, hmm. but this, this weird and wonderful, they're like this weird secret chaos power, this secret fifth chaos power. Um, but Wait, they're see, a massive law unto themselves. Sorry, I was just going to say, I think it's it's okay to have the comedy because when they do something really dark, it kind of makes it creepier. Do you know if you've yeah, got absolutely. chaos with evil, evil, evil? So when they do something, because I've read, have you read Blackhearts by any chance? The, the, there's a novel called Blackhearts yes, by Nathan Long. Have. So there's yeah. a section, in, it's not really a spoiler, but there's a section in that which is kind of like the Skaven Orbit, but, but then somebody goes into like their layer and sees what they're kind of doing to women and experimenting on them on this woman and this thing yeah and i remember reading it going wow that's dark. <laughs> so they were yeah they so, were trying so to create like, a new breeder yeah. so the comedy of like thank and all that to that i think that makes the do you see what i mean rather just grim dark grim dark and then you kind of because i when it comes to things like chaos like just a chaos lord doesn't have yeah. a lot of what's the word Levity about Car- him. Yeah, character to him. So yeah. I'm all right with the comedy. They are as long as you have they the are, to my mind. And... Yeah, to my mind, they're the Joker of the of, of the Warhammer world. That's a really good you way can of sit at there it. and go, that's a bit crazy, that's a bit wacky. But then all of a sudden they do something, you're like, Well, that went dark quickly. Yeah, that's what that's what I think's great. That's that's the, that's what's good about their lore, I think. Because Thancor's quite obviously if you read the Gotrick and Felix novels and he's got his own but Thancor's quite funny all the way through, isn't he? Because of how brilliant he is. Yes. But he does some messed up stuff as well. So, so he does do some messed up stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and that's the thing. If you're just evil, 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 nobody takes you seriously. So as soon as you surprise people with, oh Jesus, that's the, I remember. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and if you look into that, uh, and you look into their law, and you hear things about like, you're like, where are the females? And you hear what their life is just, and you're like, oh Christ, <laughs> do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Not a nice place to live if you're a female, if you're a Skaven. Yeah. Skaven plight has at best one star on TripAdvisor. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not putting a deposit on a place there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, and the, it's a very, it's one of Warhammer's, I don't know, they kind of steal from everything Games Workshop, don't they, in terms of lore. Like, you know, obviously Orcs and Dwarfs and Elves is yeah. very Tolkien. But Skaven is a very... War uh, Games Workshop. You think? I always think there may be Beastmen, but people say I haven't read the. Oh, what's that friggin'? Is it the Wheel of Time? Apparently, the bad guys on them are very Beastmanish. So that's kind of maybe where they got. Because I, I always thought Beastmen and Skaven are very kind of original. I always thought you know kind of I mean? Beast Beastmen certainly are very much kind of, um, to my mind, very much kind of like your your ancient British mythology and Greek yeah. mythology. Yeah, they're your satyrs and your your fauns, but taken and twisted so they're you know that's kind of if you look at it's very um 
not in the witch in the wardrobe you look at the the witch's army they've got the minosaurs i think that's that's where that all came from so Uh, okay but i think skaven to my mind i mean i've not ever read anything prior workshop where rat men has been a thing Mm. but obviously you know rats have always kind of terrified mankind so yeah yeah. so but that's it it makes sense it's an original type of race with a very with exactly what we were just saying with a good character in terms of their law is kind of yeah funny but obviously because they're quite cowardly but then there's a bunch of them and their leaders do really creepy things and if you actually if you ever read any novels that inclu- or any lord that includes a vermin lord, that's actually quite gets quite horror ish. Yes, there's nothing yeah. nothing funny about them, and you kind of <laughs> no. Uh, so, so um, but I think they go. So, so for people who've never really either played Skaven or or um, come up against them, what what's like a standard? We'll go with a standard Skaven list. What units are you expecting to see? Um. So obviously you really in sixth certainly um you're gonna lean very heavily into clan rats because they're a mainstay unit. Mm-hmm. Um so the clan rats allow you to unlock lots of other things. Some units you can't take unless you have a, a an equal number of clan rat units. And is with it like the weapons two, is it like teams, two to well, how do you equal it, you mean? Sorry. So for example, like with your um so whatever army you're running, whether you're running one of the specialists or a mainstay army, you'll have a mainstay unit and your mainstay unit will allow you to take other side units in equal numbers. So if you've got one clan rat, you can have one poison wing globideers, for example. Right. Um, and if you play a more specialist list, your mainstay units may change. Um, so it could become night runners. It's usually one of the core units mm-hmm. and then they allow you to take other bits on top. Um, so it's just to stop you filling your army with lots of filthy, dirty things. Um, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. that, not that there is anything not dirty about clan rat units because they are point for point. I think one of the best core choices out there. Hmm. Um, they are cheaper than most empire troops. They have hmm. the same stat line as most empire troops, bar the leadership. Um, but with the access to your weapons team, so your rattling guns and your warp fire throwers. Hmm. Then that that's when they pack a really nasty punch. But with the well. leadership, you can get that up, can't you? By how many ranks you have? You can, right? yeah. So the the Skaven leadership rule, their kind of strength in numbers thing is each unit has its basic leadership. So um, be it five for a clan rat, or um, you know three for a clan rat, whatever it's off the top of my head, mm-hmm. or your leader's basic leadership. But you then add plus one to your leadership for each rank bonus up to three you have from that unit. So if you've got a unit of 30 clan rats with six ranks at the back, until you lose over half your unit, you're guaranteed a plus three leadership bonus each round. So even your leadership two Skaven slaves um, on their own would be leadership five as standard. So basically you're saying uh, Skaven clan rat units, if you have enough of them, could have a higher leadership than Empire units that don't have a character? Because they would be eight yeah. leadership. That's right. Yeah. So you've got your you get your basic leadership, and then you add plus three to it. So you know, um, you know, they're, they're although they are fairly low leadership as standard, like yeah, they're only ranking mm. about five. But when, once you start adding in that extra rank bonus, which is great, but then you also add that rank bonus to your general's leadership if he's within twelve inches. So mm-hmm. if you've got plus three ranks, you've got a gracier in your army. Well, gracies are only leadership seven, which doesn't seem particularly amazing, but. And then once you start adding that plus three rank bonus, you're, well, that's now leadership 10. Oh, um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. When you've got a leadership 10 core, 
the thing, the trick that, um, not the trick, the thing that some people make mistake of is it's the unit that's taking the leadership test. It's their rank bonus, not mm. the rank bonus of any unit that the character is in. Okay. So okay. if you're reduced to one or two ranks, it's leadership seven from the general plus one or plus two, not plus three. Your general's got a massive unit of Skaven. Yeah, so not his him. unit, just him. I get it. Yeah. So do you, well, I mean, still getting into the, the list, but when do you choose a grace? Because we, when we, we had a game, which was fun, <laughs> um, yes. which was, but you had a grace here and a screaming bell, which is, I think you said that's not something you would bring to like a tournament or something. It's more of like a fun game that we were having. But when would you yes. use a grace here? When would you use a, a warlord? Um, I'm still, I'm still ironing out the <laughs> I so I I run a Gracie at a tournament mm. um and he's either been pretty useful or almost useless uh, as with any <laughs> that's what I love about Skaven just the randomness yeah. the randomness is fun as with any any magic user as your your main powerhouse hard hitter yeah genuinely lies on what spells you roll up and who you're playing against as to whether you've got useful spells against the particular opponent or whether you've just rolled a bunch of dross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they do absolutely nothing. Um, so Skaven, <laughs> Skaven Chieftains aren't actual... Skaven Worlds and Skaven Chieftains aren't too bad. They're, they're like Empire Heroes. They're mm. nothing to think about. You wouldn't want to build an army around them. But they're not shabby either. Um, hmm. You know, with certain magic item builds, you can make them quite handy. So, so, I, they take, so they could take on an empire hero and all that. But you know, they come up against a, a vampire or chaos. Like they're not. They, they oh, wouldn't yeah. be. Expected. I mean, like it, like with many things, if you come up against a, unless you are a vampire or a chaos lord, and you come up against another vampire or a chaos lord, <laughs> the chances <laughs> of you going toe to toe with it are very small. <laughs> um, you, yeah. You pit him against uh, you pit him against an empire general. You pit him against any goblin characters. I'd even put him in if they're maybe not black orcs, but you know orc bosses. I'd, mm. I'd put them up against. Um, I've had them hold their own against dwarf lords. Well, they've definitely um, got some magic items that you can give them, and that yeah is going to. They've got some really fun magic up, items, especially for attack. We'll get into yeah, we will definitely get into that. Yeah. So, so what else are you going to see on your list? So you need to have a steady amount of clan rats. So. Or- yeah, you, you'll get a decent amount of clan rats. Um, you'll get the ubiquitous warp lightning cannon because at a hundred points, that's one of the best rare choices in the known game. So, um, what can, but what can go wrong with it? Uh, we, we, as we go through the scaven <laughs> units, let's mention what, what can we, go right with can, it. <laughs> each of these that you mentioned can do a hell of a lot of damage. So, tell us the damage they can do, and then what can go wrong with them? So, with your with your clan rats, you've got obviously clan rats are standard, you know, troops, but you've got the the specialist weapons. So you've got your warp fire throwers and your um, rattling guns. Mm-hmm. So your warp fire throwers are an amazingly strong um, template hit. So it, it fires out a flame weapon that just shoots in a straight line. Anything that takes wounds from this thing takes an immediate panic test. So even if you only kill one goblin off rank, it's straight away. Mm. Yeah, or, straight or, or if there's like a if you get like a generals so you get the generals unit he's got a big unit you see you just kill one guy at yeah. the back you can you panic could. them off if, the table if that guy run, rolls bad they could be gone, gone. 
Yeah, um, the downside to that is obviously it can explode. Um, <laughs> and if it goes, I, heard if it that's, functions, I heard that's bad. I heard that's a downside. Yeah, it can explode. Um, it can also set the guys on fire and then they run around in a random direction and <laughs> they go up. Um, and obviously, these things tend to be quite close to your own units. So, the chance yeah. that when something goes wrong, it goes wrong next to your side, not the enemy. It's it, it's quite harsh. Um, so so what's the distance they've got to be away from the unit? Uh, so at all times, or they, you just, or you just keep them close inches, to not be shot? Is that what the trick is? You keep them close to not not be shot. But so if they're within three inches of their parent unit, um, they can use their leadership and they count as a detachment. So they can't be picked out separately. They're like an independent character. Okay. Um, so that's good. You you've then got your rattling gun. So your rattling gun's brilliant. You basically roll a d6, and that's the number of shots that it, it inflicts on the enemy. Yeah. You can then roll another d6 and add that number, and you can keep going and going and going. Now, the trick there is it's you keep going until you roll a double. And then, depending on what double you've rolled, depends on what's gone wrong. So okay. double one or double two, it just doesn't fire that turn. No big loss. Normally that happens to me when I've done a stand and shoot reaction, so I'm going to die anyway. Yeah, yeah. Double five and double six, it explodes. So right. if you roll that first dice and it's a six, you've really got to think about, and this is the main thing with Skaven, it's that whole greed versus reward thing. It's like, do I go for more or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time I get greedy on a five or a six, I roll another five or a six. Yeah. And boom, that's <laughs> yeah. Um, the fun one are the double threes. When, and when double it explodes, threes. does that just kill them? Or is it just kills template? them? Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's not like the warp. It's not like the warp fire throw where it has a small yeah. template on it. It just it pops itself. The the risky one, the really risky one, is the double three or the double four, because it fires the number of shots, so either six or eight shots. But you roll the artillery dice and it spins in a random direction, <laughs> and that's the direction it fires in, and it hits whatever is in its path. So, <laughs> as you can imagine, Brilliant. invariably when it does go wrong like that. It never points at the enemy when it goes wrong. It's yeah. always pointing at my unit or at the most vulnerable unit I've got. Do you play it? Do you tend to always go for a second roll, or do you tend to play it safe and like, oh, I've got a six, I should keep it's, that? Or do you do get the greed? And do you, do you, do you know what I mean? I you tend to, tend I to try to it. play with it unless it's an absolutely vital turn and I've just rolled a six. And I'm like, I can't risk this thing exploding and not shooting. I need those six shots where I'll leave yeah. it. A lot of the time, the the inner cheesemonger in me goes, have it, do it, do it. Roll, roll it again, roll it again, roll it again. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, I pay the price for it. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, so we, we've also got the warp light cannons that you said. So Yeah, you've got your warp lightning cannons. You'll see those a lot because they're amazing. It's uh, effectively a cannon that fires 8d6 inches in a straight line. It ignores all intervening terrain that isn't stone. Mm. So it shoots through woods. It can shoot through any building you've not declared at stone. It just draws a, a straight line through absolutely everything. You then roll the artillery dice. So it's anywhere between strength 2 to strength 10. And everything under that line takes that strength hit regardless. Yeah. So it's either a little bit pants or absolutely amazing. Right. And then any multi-wound creature underneath that line takes D6 wounds as well. <laughs> so um, that's rough. But again, the pros and the cons of the Skaven, because I've known that 
because I've seen Skaven walk like because I've been in like events and like the walk the cannons pointing the wrong direction and you're like what's that yeah. what are they? <laughs> so it's kind of so, but the misfire like can go badly, machines, can't it? Yeah, like with most war machines, it'll either explode and poof, that's it, it's gone. Yeah. Um, you can get the the middling results here. Year three to four is you put a large blast template over the warp lightning cannon, and the warp lightning cannon and anything under that template takes a hit as well. Mm. Um, so if you've packed your guys quite densely around it, you're in trouble. Um, and how, many does it, how many rats does it need to fire? It it counts as a chariot, so, so it doesn't have going. a crew assault. Oh, yeah. that's right, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so until it's lost all of its wounds, until it's lost its three wounds, it, it keeps operating. Um, but you and can, because then... I, I didn't know until you until we played that you were telling me that if I charge your lightning, it just runs. There's no yes. holding. It's, There's just... it's only charge reaction is to flee when it's when it's charged. So if you see a warp lightning cannon and you've got skirmishers, just head them straight for it until you can draw a line of sight to charge it. Because yeah. then it has to run away, and if it's set up on the back line, you can just run them straight out. Yeah, that because you don't. Yeah, because they usually are, aren't they? They usually right and at the edge a lot of the time. Quite often, I mean, myself, I do it. I did it in our game, um, and it's worked for me, and it's also worked against me because they can see through all intervening terrain. Mm-hmm. Um, you can deploy them in a wood, so the enemy can't see them, but they can see the enemy. Oh, that's it. rough. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, you did. The that's a good show. Downside to that. that is when you do get charged as you flee, you're now because it moves like a chariot. It counts that's... as a chariot, so, so it's now a chariot moving in a wood. So it takes D6 strength six hits <laughs> as it moves. So, so gre- it, it can be genius. Greed against what's it again? Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. So but the always... the so fun you're... bit is when you roll the when it misfires. One of the misfire results is it spins in a random direction mm. and then immediately fires the maximum distance at strength 10. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about the strength 10 bit. Oh, yeah, it, it fires maximum distance, maximum strength. And <laughs> that's one of those bits where you roll that artillery dice and close your eyes because you just pray it hasn't drawn a straight line down your own straight side through the... your own general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you had two of those in our game. Is that usually what you do, or do you take? Are they a rare? They're a rare choice. They're right? a rare choice. Yeah. So I'll, but... I'll quite often pack two. Um, yeah. It depends what what I'm playing, who I'm playing. Um, what are the other rare choices that would be instead as a plague sensor bearers? Is that no? You have yeah. You've got um, plague sensor bearers, but that means you've got to have taken plague monks to have unlocked them because sensor bearers are only unlocked by plague monks. I don't particularly rate plague monks i because i've never had them work for me but would you um, have plague monks just to ha- derate sensor bearers i do love sensor bearers and if there was a way i could take them without yeah. using points on plague monks i would do but i can't so i don't so how, how do they work sensor bearers the, the, in terms of why so, are they so sen- why are they so strong and why are they a rare choice they're incredibly tough um so they're, they're toughness four um they run around with the plague sensors, so they're effectively running around like they've got great weapons, but it's the poison cloud that they generate. Mm. Um, so effectively, I, I believe I, it's been a long time since I've played them, but I believe essentially everything in base-to-base contact with them takes a toughness test, and if right. it fails, it, it just dies. Okay. Um, they yeah. also have to do it, but they only fail theirs on the toughness of, uh, on a roll of a six because they're used to the fumes. Um, oh, right, that makes sense. So, so can, they are that can do some serious immense damage. at dispensing. You get a unit of Chaos Knights or a unit of Empire Knights, mm. especially like Empire and um, Bretonian Knights, only being toughness three, 
just poof. They're just Is gone. It, do you get an armor save because of the nope. poison? No, no, because it's that, poison that, gas. So. That's what it's about. Yeah. Oh, that could be rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, el- they can el- elven knights. You get drag. You get dragon princes with that and everything. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, most of your cavalry is not above topless four, mm. so it's a fifty-fifty chance that you're just going to wipe out a wipe out a heavily armored knight for something that's worth half its points. So, but you would go. What would you choose? Say, if you didn't need the plague bearers, would you still take another warp cannon, or would you just have a little skirmish? Oh, no. if, if I, if I could have them running around, place. if I could have them running around on their own, I'd have a unit of ten of those yeah. running around the place. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so, um, so what else do you take as kind of like your special choices? Um, so, special choices for me, I tend to lean towards gutter runners. Mm-hmm. Um, so, gutter runners are better weapon skill than your normal night runners. Um, they can have poisoned weapons, which is immense. They can have poisoned throwing stars, which is great mm. because throwing weapons are massively underrated in in Warhammer. They mm. skirmish. They scout a standard. You can pay additional points to have them tunnel, um, so they act like um, they they'll come up pretty much like a, a tomb scorpion will do. So you put, a little, just, you put a little marker down, don't you? At the beginning. You put a of the marker game. down. You roll your artillery dice and your scatter dice, and that's where they turn up from. Mm. Hopefully, you don't roll a misfire, otherwise. Same with dwarven tunnelers and the the, the um, tomb king tunnelers. Collapse. Yeah, yeah, they can they can collapse, they can die, they can appear somewhere completely different, or they just they don't die for purposes of the game, but they just don't ever turn up in the game because they get mm. lost. I can't remember. Um, was it was it a case of was it like round two they turn up on a five up, round three so they yeah. turn up on a four up? Is that how as it works? With all your, as with all your reserves, you roll a dice and it starts yeah. off with a four up, three up, two up, and then they're there. From turn two, is that? Yeah, from turn yeah, two. Yeah, that's right. So um, they're great for hunting war machines um, because, again, they can charge on the turn they turn up as well. And with a base move of six inches, that's a 12-inch charge, um, right. which is a huge threat range on something that could pop up in your opponent's deployment zone and have access to either the rear of many units. Mm-hmm. There are threats to any form of light cavalry. There are threats to war machines. I was going any, to say war machines is the, the any character that's stupid enough to be walking around on its own, unless it's you know Archeon yeah. or something similar. <laughs> yeah. How many is in a unit usually? Do you have of, of them? Is it six? Um, I like to field mine in sixes. Um, yeah. yeah, I think sixes are a kind of a nice sweet number. Mm. Um, you've got a few extra attacks. You know, you're looking at. You're looking at usually I take them to war machine hunt, so you're only ever facing normally three guys mm. on the other side. Um, what did you do on ours? I can't remember because I don't my cult of Albion army had a couple of giants. I know you popped up near me, giant. So uh, I popped up, I popped up in the middle of a river. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had a bunch of very wet rats. Um, we, we, we didn't we do did well off whole... that. We didn't do well off that. My giant walked across that river and fell over, and you shot the shit out of him for about two turns as he was lying there. But yeah, yeah. That, that, no more rivers in our next game. <laughs> no, no more rivers in the next game. But no, again, I mean, at Toughness 5, um, you know, you're not insurmountable. So mm. I threw I threw my unit of um, gutter runners against it. And I think I managed to roll like four poison attacks. Yeah. You know, and almost yeah. wiped out a giant in a single yeah, round. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I never yeah. underestimate the power of, that's why some people aren't the fans of like skinks for the liver many like are you, are you crazy just throw a million dice you're going to get some sixes and skinks are like amazing yeah. anyone who underestimates skinks clearly is either not playing them properly 
Yeah. Um, or just literally does not know the rules. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so there's also, I think, you're not a big fan of rat ogres, are you? I know we played them in your game because you were nice, nice enough to have a really good variety and you yeah, included the unit. Yeah, I think it was a, a good yeah. excuse to use things that I don't normally use. But like that's what I'm saying, you don't usually. Uh, um, why is that? They're, they're a lot of points. Um, at, at 50 points a, a, a rat ogre or whatever it is. Mm. Um, they are a lot of points. They're... They have no defensive capability, so like a basic miners or anything, you know, they're they're only toughness four with three wounds. So like ogres, they're not that hard to shoot down and kill. Yeah, yeah. Um, and have they got any stats? Sorry, sorry. I was just going to say, do no, they have? Any, just, for, just for anybody who doesn't know, do they have any different apart from special rules on the unit they're in? Do they have any? What are their stats compared to normal ogres? Yeah, they're. Um, I'm just standing up to see if I can pull my my Skaven book out as we talk, so I can right. stop talking randomness and actually... <laughs> go from fact. Just so you don't get a million yeah. comments after this. Yeah, um, just actually, like, no, actually, actually, I, actually yeah. I think um... you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, just like see, so you look at rat ogres. I mean, their big advantage is their movement six, so they are quick. Yeah, yeah. Know, they they do run quick. Um, they're only weapon skill three, but they are strength five, so. It's the weapon skill three bit that gets me, only hitting a lot of things on a four plus. Um, you know, yeah. so you tend to get three four on a front rank, you know, assuming they've all got there. So nine attacks only hitting on a four plus. When you start playing out the average game, I've just I've never really had them pay off for me. Mm. Um they're good, good it's, it's, I think that's for I think that's the same for everybody because all the Skaven event Skaven armies I see at events, you don't see them a lot. I don't know if other people no. might disagree, but the ones I go to, it's always people will take just more rats. You know, they'll just yes. take, they'll take more rats, yeah. more more rats and more machines, please, or or whatever. Yeah, I mean the high strength is good. Don't get me wrong, the high strength is nice, but you've got to be able to hit to to capitalize on it. Um, if they were weapon skill four, so I was more likely to hit, I'd I'd take them every day of the week. Oh, just and the last one. So we'll just go back just because you mentioned how you're not a fan of plague monks. Why? Why is that? Uh, again, versus your standard, your standard clan rat, mm -hmm. they're more points. Um, they they seem like a kind of attractive option when you you look at them because they do get the extra toughness, mm -hmm. um, but they've got no armor. Um, and again, you've got a very standard attacking profile mm -hmm. so you know your plague monk your weapon skill three ballistic skill strength three their toughness four they're frenzied which mm -hmm. again is a, a double-edged sword yes i've got the extra attacks but you've got to watch out for frenzy baiting and they can really interrupt your lines if you get it wrong yeah um and again because your your weapon skill three strength three um great if you're attacking goblin units or empire units or mm -hmm. whatever but a lot of the time, they're just not causing the damage to justify the increased points cost of taking them over a clan rat for me. So anything toughness four, they're going to struggle against. It's toughness four, yeah, ar armored, they're going to struggle against. Really, yeah, you're you're getting into a you're getting into a, a slug match, which yes, okay. you're toughness four, but you've got no armor to capitalize on that. So hmm. okay, so the, other there's... people will probably disagree with me. I've seen them used. Yeah. Um, but every time I've played against them, they've never achieved anything of note. 
Okay, so anything. Uh, there's also the Gisales. Obviously, the 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 the. You will normally see Gisales in the army. Gisales are absolutely brilliant. Huge threat range at 36 inches. Cool. Um, they are strength six as standard hmm. and armor piercing. Um, so <laughs> any unit of heavy cavalry, if they can see a unit of Gisales looking at them, is immediately bricking it. Um, they How only hit you- on a four plus. How many did you Most get in a unit? I think you had six of them as well. Was it five? Five pack six. Yeah, five oh. pack six. They oh. are 20 points a model, so they're quite pricey for a scaven unit. But again, but they're like... My, my, my brain just goes to my army, sorry, which is just kind of... Do you know f- five cavalry? I usually have, most people yeah. have cavalry of five. So if you've got six yeah. Giselle shooting at them, you could wipe out that unit in one fell, unless you've got a hero in it. You could pretty much wipe yeah. out their unit in one shooting round. Couldn't you? you can cause a lot of damage. Um, they're one of those units, like Max said in his thing, when he's talking about Chaos Knights acting as a, um, a distraction unit as well. You know, Even if they flee from a charge, mm. they may have redirected something up there. The mere threat of Giselles being placed on the bank can cause you know, can cause units of cavalry to be, to be deployed away from them, going, oh, mm. well, I'm going to hide them from those. Where And then that then lures you in the trap because then you realise that they've just been funneled into an area where there's two, maybe three rattling guns pointing in their direction the second they start coming close enough for a charge. Yeah. And that can cause a huge amount of damage in return. Yeah. And then you realise that they were... Uh, and at 36 inches, then you then find out they can shoot you anyway. Um, <laughs> it's okay. They're also lovely because they are, um, in inverted commas, reliable. I was so going to say, they, they, to there's hit. no... Is there any miscasts or anything like that with them? or roll a, what's, what's... So if you roll a one to hit... Um, you then have to roll another dice, and on a roll of a one, that's when effectively the it's exploding. You hit yourself instead. Okay, so um, so if you only get you roll one twice, is the only time anything's going to go wrong. Yeah, you roll a one to hit. That means it's it's misfired effectively, and then you roll another dice, and on a roll of a one, you've effectively popped your own Giselle because it, it okay. misfired at that point. But and it, that's the because it's sca- of reliable <laughs> because it's and Something's going to go wrong. You can't just have. Yeah. You can't just have it, can't just have some really good shooters. Like... Guys, yeah, if it only kills your guys once a week rather than once any other day, that's reliable <laughs> in state. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, what is there any any other units that are than typical though? When you, I mean, we can move on to like I suppose the the that's not really typical. A lot of people, Skaven slaves are. Oh, that's right. Because uh, meat they shield. are dirt cheap. Yeah, mm. they're they're dirt cheap. Um, nobody cares if they die, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, they are a great way to just, they're a great unit to leave out on the flank to protect a vulnerable flank or to, to bog down a unit. Um, again, if you can keep them within 12 inches of a general, they generate their leadership so they can be incredibly brave. Yeah. Um, you know, if you've got a leadership 10 unit of Skaven slaves, they're not going anywhere, anywhere quickly. Mm-hmm. They tend to always be outnumbering, always have three ranks. Um, you can buy them some command options i don't really see the point uh, yeah. it's just not yeah, yeah. well what, one thing we yeah, haven't meant great way to hide characters one thing we haven't mentioned is is it life is cheap is that the rule is that what it's called the rule where we can you can actually fa- aren't skaven the only army skaven are deliberately allowed to target the uh, target units that are in combat with their own units oh yeah so the again some people play this one a little bit wrong you don't shoot your own unit. So if you can't see the enemy unit, they're still not a viable target. 
Right. Um, so you can't go, ah, oh, well, you know, my unit is visible and it's in combat, therefore shots will go to the other side. Mm-hmm. If you can see the enemy, however, even if your guys are in there, you go, right, well, I'm going to shoot my own side then. And I'm going to shoot into that combat. And then effectively, you have a chance of hitting both your side and the enemy side. So, right, so you, pretty much you can only start shooting into their flank. You've got to see their flank or something to shoot them. Yeah, so. you've got to be, they have to be visible to you to be able to be shot. Okay. They, yeah, no, I, clarify- I, I've definitely yeah, seen that played wrong. Yeah, yeah. It, was de- it was clarified in FAQ that you can't deliberately target your own side. You still have to be shooting at the enemy. It's just that you could ignore the bit about you can't target the enemy when they're fighting your Yeah, because I have definitely seen it where people were shooting as if the as if that safe as Skaven slaves were invisible. So they just like yes. shooting over them, which yeah, yeah that, that does seem a bit. Yeah. So, but there yeah. is a you can shoot your own guys as well, right? So in terms of how does that work out in terms? So what you do is um, I've, I've actually very recently read. Um, I've been playing this wrong a little bit up till now. Oh, okay. Myself. Um, so what happened? It was clarified in the 2004 annual. Um, mm. So what you do is you roll a dice on a one, two, or a three. The shot is randomized. Um, so four, fives, and six, you hit the intended unit. On a one, two, three, you, you hit a randomized target. Now, the way you read it in the book, which is the way I played it until I read this thing, which is the randomization, it would then be one, two, three, you hit your side, four, five, six, you hit the enemy side. Mm. Um, so effectively, you kind of had a 75% chance of hitting the enemy. Yeah. The clarification is I've recently read in the rules over there, and I will apologize uh, publicly in a forum to say that I hadn't read this until recently. So <laughs> follow shoot people he's been shooting the shit out of for 10 years yeah. or so, yeah. so the way it actually is the randomization is now literally one two three you hit your side four five six you hit the enemy okay it does make sense Not... the, the other way because you've been rolling that way previously but yeah but yeah the no, way that it's read it makes it sound like one two three is a randomization and yeah. four five six hits the enemy and then you randomize your shots. So effectively, you've got a double chance to hit the enemy. But no, they did clarify that it was meant that ones, twos, and threes hit your side, four, five, six hit them. Oh, okay. But still... But that's still a 50-50 chance of... You know, and, it, and, if it's a massive, and if it's a massive lump of Skaven slaves, it's kind of like, who cares if they die anyway? Because as long as they Exactly, yeah. Up. You're unlikely to cause a panic test to your side, whereas yeah. you are quite likely to cause a panic test to the opposition. And if Skaven slaves run... Is that nobody else around? Nobody else yeah, panics because of that. If they die, if they panic, no one cares about the Skaven slaves. <laughs> Poor old Skaven slaves. Poor old Skaven slaves. Yeah. That's, the other thing. The main... That's the other thing about Skaven. You're like, oh, they're all comedy cheeky chappies, but they do have slaves and they do treat them like they do shit. Have slaves, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so they are the... horrific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely horrific. Um, and then your other real kind of mainstay unit, in my opinion, is your um your rat swarms. Um, oh yeah, because... that 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 that. I'm not going to yeah. say that won you the uh, battle, which I guess because pretty much everything you did would would do the battle against me. But you put rat swarms straight up the middle. My great sword, my Tatugan guards, great swords. They never got into the game, did they? I think they took four turns no, to wipe out that just, bloody swarm. They are a tar pit unit. You yeah. just throw them at five wounds a base, forty five points a base. Um, their weapon skill three, strength two, toughness two. So they can they can kick out some damage. Yeah, um, they're not they poisoned because you're they're just, not poisoned though, are they? They're not like jungle swarms. You can make them poisoned. <laughs> ah, that's right, that's right. 
Yeah, but it's okay. an extra 20 points space, uh, which is... Oh, that's a lot, but... 65 points is a lot for... Yeah, I'd rather just I'd rather just throw them at, at things because ultimately their job is literally just to get in the way. They're a tar pit, it, and they they're there's not uh, it's just a, yeah stop yeah. you just stop them moving forward. Even even a unit of chosen chaos knights or minotaurs with loads of attacks or anything like that with a hero in it is gonna take a good two to three turns yeah. to chew through that number of wounds. So is it 15, effect- 15 on three bases? Is that right? Has it got 15 wounds? How many wounds are there? Uh, five wounds per base. So yeah. I, I run between four to five bases, so that's anywhere between 20 to 25 wounds. You are how effectively m- having to kill an entire unit. How many did and I have to storm, get through? Did you, have fi- did you have five in our game? I can't remember. I took four, four in our game. Four. Yeah. But that, I that just was... only took four. Yeah. It was at least three turns. At least three turns to get... get... And you probably yes. killed a few get for your bad guys as well. <laughs> I, I took down a couple of your guys. Yeah, in, yeah. In, yeah. But what? But they, then the thing that they did was they held you up to the point where I could cast uh, Plague mm. onto your unit. I finally got off a good Plague, which caused a load of damage, and then you broke and ran. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's exactly their job. If I mm. stop a unit from moving around the table, and it means I don't have to worry about it for two to three turns, whilst the rest of my army deals with other things around it, all the better. Or I can manoeuvre into a better position. Mm. They, my unit was the one on because we basically had a battlefield which had a river going through the entire middle of it, didn't it? But it just had yeah, one bridge in the middle, and that was my unit on the bridge. So everything yes. else had to cross the river. So giants were falling over. Everybody else was slow and <laughs> couldn't get everywhere. Well, so it yeah. affected the whole it affected the whole army. Just those big mountain it did, of yeah, stupid because rats. for some reason your giants decided not to walk towards what we said were the forwarding points that they could just walk across and decide yeah, yeah. to wade through the difficult terrain anyway <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah difficult but you kind of touched on the magic there as well should we talk about the strengths of skaven magic and you kind of like yep uh, warp um... lightning there we go that's the strength of skaven magic warp lightning it is one yeah. of the best spells in the entire game um <laughs> Is that the 1d6 or the 2d6? That's the one that you can choose to cast it at either two levels. So you cast it, it either does 1d6 strength 5 hits or 2d6 strength 5 hits. That's right. So whether, yeah. whether you cast it at power level 6 or power level 9. Um, your Warlock Engineers get it as standard, so you are guaranteed to have it by taking the Warlock Engineer. Yeah. And they are dirt cheap. Um, <laughs> How many can yeah, you have? Are, is, it just, is it four total? Say it's on a two. hero choices. So yeah. yeah, however many hero choices you've got, is you can take a you can take a warlock engineer. Mm. Um, it's only the second spell on the Skaven list. So your standard list, your standard spell that you can always have is Skitterly, oh, which that's is effectively right. a five maneuver. You cast it on a single independent character, and then it moves twenty inches anywhere mm-hmm. on the board you want it to go. Great for getting you out of trouble. You know, if things have yeah. gone against you. Is that I can't remember? Speed. Is is that this the caster moves twenty, or you can pick another, another model and move? You it? can also pick a single independent character within, um, I think it's sort of within like twelve inches of your caster, and then you uh, can move it. Okay, that's good. So you can either get somebody out of trouble because I've seen somebody use skitter leap to jump and then get to like the edge of you know you got your army line, so they skitter yeah. leap and then send another and either. What's the one with the template? I don't think it's very strong, but just the fact that it's the big template that moves forward. Oh, um, yeah, Vermintide. So I see, yeah. So I think, was it Alex? I can't remember. It was, it was somebody jumped it to the side of my army and then just sent Vermintide down it in a yeah. big 
the big template circle or just moving along breath, which uses the flame template weapon yeah yeah grace here can get behind a unit and it is a um, a deceptively effective spell yeah um but warp, warp lightning is the that's the one that everybody's scared of because the fact that it's strength five hits makes it one of the more potent magic missiles in the game mm. yeah. the downside to it is when you roll for your number of shots any roll of a one that you get causes a wound on the caster instead. <laughs> yeah, because it's Skaven, cause because it's Skaven. Yeah, things will either go really, really well or horribly, horribly wrong. They are an <laughs> ultimate risk versus reward. <laughs> it's it's thir- it's a nice touch as well, and is it thirteen, which is um. Yeah, so I was going to say, say irrespo- is, irresponsible force because I said this the other day and again. It should be. No, for Skaven, it's irresponsible. <laughs> it's irresponsible force. <laughs> force. <laughs> yeah, so because 13 is the Skaven sacred number, mm. they they use, um, they cause irresistible force or um, to, to cast or dispel only on the roll of a 13, right, which right, is right. A, a bit kind of harder to do because yeah. you. It's it's never thirteen is never the average on any dice roll. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're invariably just one above or one below catching it on there. You'll see the double six and you get all happy, and then you remember that actually no, it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, just pulls on your heartstrings just for a second. So, is have you got any other favorite spells out of the six that you think um, uh, the ones to aim is, for? Yeah, plague is always funny. You can get plague off, so everything in the um, target unit takes a toughness test yeah um which is always good for oh yeah, that's what hitting. that's what made my yeah that's what made my unit run wasn't it the, that's the... what unit yeah that's what yeah so it, it's um and a roll of a six is always a fail no armor saves allowed which is again is key yeah um because like you know, units you know that are highly armored but low toughness really need to watch out for that one and then you roll to see what happens so on a three or a four, the spell you you get your spell off. That's it. Once and it dies. On a five or a six, if you've got another enemy unit within six inches, the plague jumps to that unit. You then do it to them, oh, and then yeah. you roll to see what it carries on. But on a one or a two, your opponent can choose to move the plague spell onto one of your units. Okay, but that can sometimes help because then you roll again, and you can then uh, jump. Yeah, that's onto... a good point. Yeah, yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah. Um, Death Frenzy is a great one. So you can cast it onto a unit once and it makes them frenzied, hmm. which can be incredibly helpful. Um, you can then cast it onto the same unit again if they're frenzied already and they go into a super frenzy. So they get two extra attacks. Um, but then right. the downside is they then lose D3 models each turn because the the, the rats go into overdrive and burn themselves out as they're busy <laughs> trying to stab the enemy to death and eat them. But, but if you did that on, like, against Skaven Slaves or something like that, it's always handy to toughen them up a little bit when you get That's what they're there for. Yeah. You know, who cares? Yeah. Uh, or, or rat swarms. You cast it on the rat swarms. Oh, I take D3 wounds. Oh, what a shame. Never mind. <laughs> is that is that only on the Skaven, or could you cast Frenzy on somebody else? So, like, can you cast Frenzy? You can only target your, your own units. You can't right, make so it's the, not because there's, there's a few yeah, spells. There's a few spells that let enemies. you do that, isn't it? So, I'm saying if you frenzied somebody into a load of rat swarms, that would be pretty sweet. But never mind. So, so how do we? Uh, yeah. So how do warp tokens? Is that what they're called? Warp warpstone tokens. Warp how, tokens. How... Yeah, warpstone tokens. So every Skaven wizard gets a warpstone token per magic level. As standard, mm. it comes in their, their normal equipment. You can then also buy additional ones from your magic items list if you want to spend points on that way. I don't see the point when they're free. Yeah. Um, 
and it's effectively an extra power dice you can throw into a spell. Is it one-off disposa- disposable? Yeah, it's one-off disposable. So it's um, you know, it's a disposable, uh, a, a consumable item like a dispel scroll or something. Once it's gone, it's gone. Mm. Um, but it's a great way. Yeah, if you've got, if you've ended up with only one spell, yeah, one power dice left, and you really, really want to get off a second, um a second warp lightning somewhere or a third warp lightning or if your grace here really needs to cast that um skitter leap to get himself out of some immediate trouble having caused some damage hmm. then it's a great way of um being able to jump out the tokens again this is skaven so risk versus reward you need to mark out that dice separately because if it rolls a one it causes a wound on your side instead <laughs> <laughs> of course it does skaven yeah I I rarely actually end up um, really end up using them mainly because Skaven can pack an unholy amount of power dice into there, mm. um, especially when you're using engineers because engineers are just um, engineers are just disgusting um, because you it's a level one wizard so you generate <laughs> dice turning up yeah you then buy them the ridiculously cheap warp power accumulator which generates a second dice. So yeah. they're they're generating like a well level two wizard, but without the points cost of level two wizard. Right. Yeah. And then then you buy them some more shenanigans, which means that they can uh, the condenser, which then allows them to use one more power dice than they would normally be allowed to use. So they can three dice cast warp lightning. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you really want to, you can then throw in their, their warp token into that at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, oh man, yeah. <laughs> they are disgusting. I, sp- I was going to yeah. get into some the different clans and things like that, but I think we've only really got uh, time for one more question. But I was just going to say, so should we just go? We'll kind of wrap it up on what are your don't leave house without um, magic items for the Skaven so banners, items. Just what are you like? Go. I suppose in different, ar- different armies, always different. But which one you always go? Yeah, with? Storm Demon is the must take. The the bound warp lightning. Oh yeah, um, that that's an absolute must have. Um, if you're going with a grey seer, do not leave home without the Eye of the Horned Rats to generate your extra um, dice. Mm. Um, Warpstone Charm, which allows you to re-roll a single d6 throughout the game, um, pretty much a must-have in any... You know, that single re-roll can be crucial to, uh, yeah. to anything. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Warpstone Amulet for a four-up save. But mm. you have to roll a dice at the end of the game, and if you roll a one, your character dies and gives away all the victory points <laughs> for it. Because so. <laughs> game, um, you've got loads of cool magic items that they seem to have a lot of anti-flying magic ability. I don't know why, but they've got loads of anti-flying magic stuff. Um, what is that? And then I'm trying to think who's their enemy. Is it elves? Do they hate? But they don't really come across elves. It's mainly like dwarfs, and obviously they, they fight. Like obviously they fight elves, but. Yeah. Play, I mean, they fight everyone, mainly other Skaven. <laughs> but, well, I just yeah, did a full Maybe, maybe just because you don't, they, you don't have any flying units. Do, do they Skaven? Are they? So maybe no, it's just, so it's a good just because of that. Down. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if you're going to go for the big boy things, you've got the famous Felbage. You know, the 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 oh. dagger that they used to stab the gash with. Um, you know, you then become strength 10 and each unsaved wound become D6 wounds, which is really great. Oh, man. How um, many points again, is that? Is that 85 <laughs> points. Um, but then you've got to roll a dice at the end of each turn and on a roll of one or two, you suffer a wound because the fell blade is so potent it starts killing you. You're right. Um, You're right. 
I'm a massive fan of the cautious shield. Um, so it's a shield, but if you lose one of your attacks, you can cause the enemy to lose one of your attack, one of mm. their attacks. Um, or you can choose to give up all of your attacks and your opponent loses two of their attacks. Um, oh, right. yeah, as you literally just hide behind your shield and sweep yeah. and spear. <laughs> um, Warpstone armor, which is a great suit of um, great suit of armor for every hit the enemy gets on you, you do a strength four hit back on them because mm. literally they're they're rebounded by the the force of the warpstone. Yeah, you've got you've got an immense array of really interesting and unique magic items that you can create some some quite nasty combinations with. Oh yeah. So if you, and I suppose that sorry, well last quote is just more how many power dice do you think if you're scaven, you kinda need to be at this numbers for the amount of power dice you're taking? Um so obviously it depends if you've got a great scare at, at your lord, but just think just to really get across if you want to do well as a scaven or from another player what nine, to ex- what to expect. Nine so, is nine is what you're looking for. If you're okay. a grace if you if there's a grace here in the army, expect to be facing 13 power dice. Right, right. Um, because you're looking at two work, poor warlock engineers. So, again, if you're kind of going tournament heavy, you're mm. usually facing three warlock engineers. Yeah. Um, your Grace here generates four on its own. Eye of the Horn Rats, um, on a two to a six, it generates an extra power dice. And a roll of one, you lose one of your power dice pool. And if there's a, a screaming bell in there, which is the most fun thing of all of them, that's <laughs> generating an additional two anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, cool so anyway cheers buddy i really appreciate your time um it's been fun uh, yeah we're gonna we'll definitely do another one for dwarfs as well because dwarfs is yes you've, you've been playing dwarfs even longer haven't you so so yeah um, they were one of my first armies so, so so we'll get into uh that and the next time next time you have some chance mate but otherwise really appreciate your time mate and th- thanks very much for some good stuff there cheers it's been a pleasure and i'll talk to you soon well, there you go. Hope you got some good advice through that. Uh, cheers to Ed for his time. It was a good chat and a good laugh. Uh, and we're bound to talk to Ed again as well because he's a real expert on other things too. So um, he's bound to be in for future uh, armies. So, but otherwise, thanks for your time, guys. And I'll see you next time. <laughs>